Saca a Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 232. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. Hello everyone. A lot has happened since we spoke last. The last episode that we um, released was on uh, August 8th. Again, we were supposed to do weekly releases, but life again happened. Yep. And and yeah. we spoke about uh, cryptocurrencies at the time. And one the, of the things that we had uh, said is we might want to track the price of Bitcoin maybe once a year. Today, as we speak, although uh, Bitcoin reached, what, $67,000 earlier this week, I had incidentally invested 100 rupees on the day that we recorded the podcast it is now 145 rupees. Now I'm ruining Salah. Why didn't I invest more? <laughs> ah, you can retire on that. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> on that 140 rupees. Very soon. That is going to be the tip amount for Swiggy uh, when we order things uh, home. Talking about planning my retirement, this afternoon, I got a notification that in five minutes, Bitcoin dropped some $1,000. So you cannot plan your retirement. I, I don't know if you, you can, can do that. <laughs> It could go either way, but those people who have joined this community in 2017, 18, 19, or even at the start of the year, dude, it was 9 lakh rupees, whatever the equivalent uh, dollar amount is. Uh, today, rupee terms, may it is some 48 lakhs. So it has increased five times. Absolutely. Like in three months, it was 30,000 when we spoke about it, right? Hmm. And now, as you said, 66, 67, it had hit and then it had gone even further up. What is leading to all these things? One of the things that was happening is that there was a Bitcoin ETF that was being that was going to launch on, on NYSE. So that happened that week and people are attributing that spike to the launch of Bitcoin ETF. Right? In the last three months or two months of every year, uh, Bitcoin prices have surged. Uh, there might be somebody out there who's listening or knows a thing or two about cryptocurrency might be able to explain that. But generally in May, it tapers down every year. So not a good time to buy, I guess. But anyway, we are not financial advisors. I put in some more, but then it went into losses. So then I have... <laughs> so always buy on the dip, man. Always buy on the dip. You know, we are talking about these uh, crazy things about which we don't understand at all. You texted me about this, this whole concept of NFT, which is not exactly entirely new, non-fungible tokens, which is crazier uh, than cryptocurrency itself. So... Tell us about it. What does it mean? Yeah, it is a next level of abstraction based on Bitcoin. Rather, not, not even Bitcoin, it was started on the Ethereum, right? Mm. On, on mm. that particular blockchain. Blockchain is nothing but a different entity as such, confirming whether the trade has been completed or not. It was created in Toronto by a 16-year-old or 17-year-old guy then, who since then has moved to Singapore for tax reasons. Yeah, Vitalik Buterin. I'd been to one of these meetups and he was just there, this shy little guy, thin, frail guy, the founder of uh, Ethereum. Anyways. Amazing. So NFT, bole to, non-fungible token. To fungible to understand what is non-fungible. Right? Fungible is basically you can trade something without changing its properties. So imagine agar Nintendo, they just printed one card. A Pokemon card, that card is non-fungible. If you trade it for a different card, you would have something completely different. Whereas hmm. 
when it is non-fungible, it is completely unique. It cannot be hmm. replaced with anything else. Uh, for example, a, a signed to Sachin Tendulkar se tere ghar se leke gaya hua ball sign karwaega. So that is a non-fungible item. One of the issues that plagues, kya bol sakte hain, the valuable assets, industry art. assets is huh, art, art, or huh. it could be anything, right? Hmm, is, hmm. It could be land also. Who does this belong to? And who does this rightly belong to? NFTs were born when there was an update that was released on the Ethereum blockchain where you could add certain information which could exactly say who was the owner of a particular item. You talk about item, okay? Yeah, that example that you gave of that cricket ball being signed by Tendulkar or a bat that belongs to you and that's an item. Here, it's a non-fungible token which is basically the digital trace of an item which is on that blockchain of Ethereum, which you have to buy from that particular individual who's ready to sell it, that becomes a permanent record, a digital record of the actual item, which might sit somewhere else altogether. But you can prove that it belongs to you, unlike the problem that uh, is uh, with respect to ownership of a painting or land that you just talked about. But at the end of the day, it's a the intangible marker, as they call it, which is connected to a unique piece of art. So the irony is you might have a National Geographic ka 1905 ka copy, physical copies with you. I want to buy the digital version of it, which on paper says that I own it. And if I want to sell it, you might still have the copyright to it. If let's say that's a painting of yours. And each time I sell something, you will get a royalty. That's how it, it works. Correct. And, and there are certain other properties also. NFTs are indivisible. You cannot divide an, uh, a non-fungible token into smaller parts. Then it can its ownership can be verified. It can be traded on other blockchains also. Mm. Another very important part which you mentioned is uh, ability to program an NFT. NFT is nothing but a digital contract. You can put in that every time an NFT is resold, the original artist gets 10% of the commission. And it automatically, the money is sent to the original artist. The same thing now was being done by, you know, offline painters and artists, etc. But there was very little way to actually monitor it. Right? Enforcing it was a problem here. It is part of the contract to get it. Money transfer automatically happens. So, but again, what are you getting as part of NFTs, right? Is just ownership and just the bragging mostly it is yes. right now right. bragging rights of you owning something so someone has the bragging right. rights of owning uh, jack dorsey's first tweet or sunil gavaskar who recently in october the first week of this month always first bolke virtual hall of fame he released where he had i think he's got pictures and videos of he was the first to get to 34 test uh, centuries 10000 runs so he's selling that as an nft so you have bragging rights to that piece of equipment. And if you sell it again, then Gavaskar stands to gain. Exactly. So, so what do you have when you, when you buy a painting, you can at least say that, Hey, there is only, I own a one of a kind piece, which is hanging in my living room. There is nothing like that, that you can say when it comes to an NFT, you can, you can, I can print that photo and put it in my, uh, in my living room, but there is only one guy who can actually say that I own it. So there can be multiple copies, but I am the one owning it. It is just that. 
but so, this just that has reached 11 billion dollars of sales across the world uh, in in nfts that's the market so far at least jack dorsey's first tweet perhaps is not uh, among the crazier ones there are audio recordings of farts which are being sold at 85 dollars 52 minutes worth of farts and the guy is now planning to sell them individually as well there is among the interesting ones you have the fir- the source code of the worldwide net uh, worldwide web the first one right. you know whoever to wo ek hai fir little things like basketball dunks people are putting up their videos that can be owned quote and quote mm. so you know supply is not an issue basically <laughs> yes right who is willing to yeah. buy you is the question if it, if you are interesting enough or famous enough yeah and who has all the money and people say that nfts is going crazy because of all the stimulus money that has gone into the market so this is not smart money that is being spent but hey there are a couple of people as you said who have made a lot of money when did it burst onto the scene is when christie's house auction house they sold the beeple there is a digital artist called beeple his uh, it was basically a collage of 5000 individual pieces of digital art that he put together in one big image and sold it for hold your breath 69 million <laughs> as an nft in in ether yeah and by the way you, you because you get ether for it and if ether spikes uh, or the token that you chose to to get paid in it spikes 69 can be 180 200 the the folks who follow the market you have to believe them then bitcoin will reach 100000 dollars from its 60 or 1000 not in the distant future and ether ethereum and bitcoin usually move together ah, the whole concept is interesting in that uh, the economist did a cover recently on nft and they said that we'll sell our uh, cover as an nft they got 419000 dollars or 99.9 ether they you know put that money to charity and they will always own that 10% royalty each time this uh, is sold by whoever bought it and you are right that 419000 can be multiplied by 2 3 4 5 depending on where ether is or divided by 2 who knows in in the next uh, in next couple of years we'll come to know where that it is this one line item that is you know the most valuable asset that economist <laughs> has it could turn out to be like that you remember yahoo jab Yahoo and its seven percent stake in Yahoo Japan. That was the major, the most valuable asset that it that it had compared to everything else that they owned. In the, and it's funny how in the articles when the Bitcoin uh, was again spiking, it says that hey, we are launching this Bitcoin ETF, but we don't recommend that you put more than five percent of your wealth in it. And they kept on. It was funny hmm. how often that quote was repeated: "Is that please don't put more than five percent? Please don't." Who who was saying that? uh this is the fund manager that who uh, that is actually running that etf but isn't that like a bad investment advice itself i mean it it starts with the with the with the assumption that you are going to lose everything but that's gambling right what is the difference of horse racing then then putting money in horse racing we will know how long it takes or what it does to practical applications nft being whatever the kind it is where people have the money to spend or will it enter our regular lives where tokens like solana uh, which yeah, says solana. that it can do uh, you know it it But can I, compete with visas and mastercards of the world for transaction speeds uh, which ethereum will never be able to match is what vitalik also said recently no, there, there are, i think technology why do they believe that their technology that visa of course visa and all these guys they are on older 
tech. If they wanted to, at some point, the tech is going to catch up and be able to support the transaction volume. What is so different about Solana and all these people, their tech is unproven. And this blockchain and World Wide Web, they are not the same. World Wide Web, we could ex- we exactly knew what sort of efficiencies it was driving. Could you don't have to hold inventory? You don't need physical stores. You don't you know information instead of reaching India in over a period of ten days now goes there in ten seconds. That right. has value, right? And uh, it, here we, it's difficult to explain blockchain without fumbling, and it's hard to do that to my mom about what it does. But the promise that it holds is that it will have applications that will uh, you know remove the middleman for example el salvador when it launched when it introduced bitcoin as a legal tender they said that the idea was what they were losing some 400 million dollars in uh, fees that were charged by banks when expatriates would wire money back home and it takes 2 to 7 days to get that money back home and 25% of uh, el salvador's uh, gdp is on remittances So that's why Bitcoin comes in. There are no transaction charges. It's so that is one small practical application which hasn't really uh, worked as smoothly as they would have liked. But it's these are early days, and there are yeah, you know companies like you know Amazon, IBM, uh, JP Morgan. Uh, all of them are experimenting with blockchain. The underlying technology has promise. Cryptocurrencies like Shibu. You know that Shibu. What is that? I don't yeah. even. If you had put one thousand dollars in it at the start of the year or something, it would have made you five hundred million dollars by now. So what no, is totally, that? Totally, you know, totally. So that, that is that that is speculation, and it doesn't have any practical application. So I think it's a mix of both. In Syria, the refugees there need need to be receiving food on a daily basis at certain times, and that you have counterfeiting there also, right? Some families which have got strong arming techniques, they will take more than what is theirs. But if blockchain, that's what they've implemented there apparently, and I have to read a little bit more. They said that there, each time you are given food, that gets recorded on a blockchain, and nobody can tamper with it. because it's verified it's a decentralized system unlike a a central government authority which can fudge the numbers there are practical applications so people don't go hungry the technology is there these currencies See, this is, I, is anybody's I, guess i i i hear you and i think it's a lot of it's a technology looking to for a problem most of those things fail man this nft thing itself there is just so much hype based on a few things and you can make it when people are start sending selling fart noises on it there was that to ebay pe when paul mcartney sneezed in some bag that was being sold for a 10 dollars or something that was 15 years ago exactly, so exactly right? and, but that will always that was, be there but but that was not what percentage of transactions or what percentage of re, uh, transaction volume was that of legitimate business Ah, that is the point, isn't it? So, in other words, the technology might still have applications, and there will always be these Doge, Dogecoin kind of currencies which keep coming up. So, which way will it go is anybody's guess, and that's why we will keep See, tracking it. Uh, honestly, it it right now where it is is nobody can explain it, right? It is a few handful of people trying to hype up things and publish news, etc. On it, it's a marketing game at this point. if sharukh khan does this i'm pretty sure he'll find buyers when the value is based on marketing something and not the actual product itself or the uniqueness of the product and service it's a bit dodgy right at that point but um, are you also questioning the underlying technology that blockchain as a technology and the applications I, I that it might it, have i'm not questioning it i think it's very well established that it cannot scale right now there there are other database technologies that are better then blockchain that are already available i right? think we should start so, uh, our podcast tech ka masala 
which we have uh, given away about 10 years ago or crypto podcast altogether where we keep talking about things that we don't understand so it's it's let's go to uh, one of the things that i'm most excited about which is air india going back to tatas i'm just to so remove the word tatas i'm just excited about it air india the maharaja needs we need to reinstate the status it is going back to tatas is equal to good management is is what the history tells us so after seven decades air india which was taken away from tatas jrd tata who who established it in, back in 1930s has been sold back only for not a lot of money 2 billion dollars hmm 2.3 billion dollars of which tata will pay 359 million dollars in cash and the remaining they will take as debt but they will also take 12000 employees who have been asked to be retained in the first year jrd tata apparently un- got the news of he being sacked by his secretary uh, and so it wasn't done very ceremoniously back in the day it was established under the british rule can you imagine so founded in 1932 of course british were ruling it was at the time named tata airlines in 46 it was converted into a public company and renamed air india company uh, air india then 47 in 1947 government bought a 49% stake in air india tata kept 25% and public had the rest of it 1953 jawaharlal nehru decided that no he does not like the idea of um, of private enterprises he was not a big fan of it so in 1953 he uh, government took complete control and what you are talking about happened in 1978 so jrd was still running it up uh, between 53 to 78 until he just opened the newspapers and learned that hey, he was sacked and air marshal took command of it so and and now uh, uh, tata will command a good 25% uh, share because it already has vistara and air asia india under its uh, in in its portfolio but but it's going to be a tough and they're losing what 2.6 million dollars a day air india and the government has infused our money taxpayers money 4 billion dollars of it in the last 10 years it tops the charts of uh, customer complaints per 1000 passengers or or some ratio it's, it's got a fleet of 127 which is pretty big but different engine types types that means they are hard to maintain the lease terms not very competitive but on the positive side you've got some 900 international landing and take off slots i mean each it's each can premium. go for a few million dollars yeah and apparently i was reading about this and it the article talks about in the industry how these landing slots are essential because direct flights especially in you know for the next few years under corona how people are not going to want to do stopovers because it is inconvenient and ex- risk uh, exposure etc so now these direct spots become super critical yeah and and these slots uh, dude there were times when in the middle of the pandemic height of the pandemic may last year there were empty planes that would keep flying the reason was that if you don't use those slots you will lose them so literally there would be a pilot and a couple of air hostesses which were, i forget what it was called there there is a term for that uh, for these companies these slots are high stakes yeah i remember there was one article that i read is on all these empty flights how they were taking away or they were reducing the the weight of the aircrafts to conserve one fuel to, to increase the fuel efficiency so they were taking out everything they were like no seats in there and etc just to they go to great lengths even the paint on the outside of the plane is of a particular kind so that it reduces the drag at 35000 feet it, it's not easy to make money in this industry 
and tata will soon find out man because uh, it's 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 going to be tough anand mahindra in 2017 was once asked by a, you know he's very active on twitter ki why and because in 2018 the government had uh, again uh, you know yeah, indicated multiple tried ha exactly to anand mahindra ko kisne pucha ki bhai will you bid so he said i see myself as a generally courageous person but i confess i don't possess that much courage so that ko he had written in caps because of the debt that air india comes with and million other problems but this time you got to give it to the government i think they've learned from their mistakes in 2018 they received no bids that's because at that time i don't know who made that plan they said we'll sell only 76% of the airline yeah. but this time tata gets full ownership they are only being given one fourth of the total debt with the rest of it going in what they call the special purpose vehicle the, the government is going to pay that back ah that's uh, and that's part of the bigger plan by nirmala sitaraman who announced uh, i think in sept- august that they are going to divest 6 lakh crore rupees worth of assets until 2025 lic being one of them as well so this is the first of that many. is going to be massive ah yes so tata now 100% of air india and then air india express is also another brand they they own 100% of that and then air india sats which is the in flight catering service etc 50% of that is also going to be owned by them people are saying that they can kya bolte they are going to leverage their group company and drive synergies between them so tcs will provide tech services taj hotels will provide the the hospitality angle and they can create vacation packages and all those sort of things and other business and then the satellite kitchens etc will come in to manage the rest of the food part right let's see how it goes i have um, i'm excited to see how it happens currently there is from toronto there is only an air india or an air canada flight air india flight is so much cheaper but there's a little bit of hesitation in terms of not just from a quality from the what do you say the luxury aspect or rather the hospitality aspect but also the safety aspect oh really thoda sa suspect is thoda sa ha hai ki because you read about stories about how a few of their part of their fleet has been grounded and they use those planes only for their parts there was a time when singapore airlines in 1972 uh, they learned from air india about service and when they started singapore airlines studied air india it did well once upon a time and see where it is today it was called your cabins in the sky the first class ca- or your palace in the sky the first class cabins that's how they were advertised as singapore airlines uh, they're, they're not very happy because vistara is a joint venture between singapore and tatas uh, which is a full service airline and then air asia also which is a budget airline it's a ta- joint venture with malaysia uh, so air malaysia's air asia so no they don't know what's going to happen and how they will maintain those relationships dekhte kaisa hota hai dekhte hain indigo is still way ahead by the way 60% i think market share that is massive right you and imagine? they came in pretty late ha huh? despite that there was damania airways do you remember that ah yes rakesh junjunwala has started one hasn't he uh, 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 aksara airlines i have no idea akasa anyway yeah akasa <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the name the, the name of the flight <laughs> that's that's down to poor marketing <laughs> yeah akasa that's the name. ultra uh, low cost carrier is what i read um, ultra low cost carrier matlab kya hoga aur kya kam karega kursi nahi dega you probably have to stand air deck and the revolutionary low cost first indian 
uh, aeroplane you had to run and uh, basically sit wherever it is that you you get a seat so obviously you can't have more people than there are seats oh. anyway times have changed times have changed so let, let, let's see what happens with with tata and i really hope that they are successful with air india and reviving air india with their measured thoughtful approach to management and a systematic way of doing things let's check in back on this if you're still around 6 months from now but from that topic to let's move over to completely something different which is about superstition based things and this we are only talking about because the trial of narendra dabolkar's murder is currently going to be finishing up and abhishek what do you have for us he was killed in 2013 while on a morning walk in pune by folks on a motorbike so he was a guy he was called a rationalist he fought superstition black magic and uh, he he created what was called eradication of blind faith in 1989 a man who thought that all of this was hogwash so i think what we when we started reading about it we thought we looked at how and why uh, do indians mostly i don't know about whether it's there in other countries why are all of us obsessed with uh, uh, godmen whether it is satya sai baba or shri shri ravi shankar or if you every other even educated uh, person uh, or for that matter those living in slums there is disproportionately high fanaticism among indians when it comes to these bearded gurus it's it's just blind faith i basically came down to lack of information which goes back to lack of education and everyone is looking for an answer right yeah that, Or, i think the last part is definitely true i might uh, differ with you on education you've got the richest people in the world having an astrologer or a godman who's consulted before a big business deal so education may not be a problem as much as you know your you you submit yourself right? so yeah yeah i must confess that i have a few too I, well I, 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 as, I, much as, <laughs> as much no, i as wear my left i i wear my left sock first i don't know why no, those no. that is that is one of the the silly ones Yes. If I'm going to go in a hotel, I will ask for a room number that ends with which adds up to one or five. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I do uh, it's just one of those things, or rather, it is more about control. Is that okay? You know, complete uh, instead of them having complete control on allotting any room <laughs> that they want to me. I am going to put a few constraints. No, it, this it is a cl- classic down. case of trying to convince yourself that hey. this is uh, this is how it works although it's a superstition <laughs> you will try and rationalize it so that's what happens right when i when i was talking to someone who wrote uh, who, who's written a few things on this subject and i asked her why would an educated person uh, why would you place blind faith and and this despite the fact that you, that guru might be uh, behind bars for uh, you know sex uh, for rape or murder or yeah. whatever and even then you've got following to one response to that is that because you submit yourself to that entity and you surrender completely you don't want to be told that that person is wrong and that you are wrong and you start to believe that it's part of a conspiracy theory and that's why the baba is behind bars in reality they have done nothing wrong but look they have you know put up schools and clinics when the governments were not willing to help gurmeet ram rahim who is now serving sentence for rape and murder he did all of these things he he said untouchables were also invited so when you are openly inviting people and giving them free food 
while committing crimes in parallel those people will not believe otherwise they'll say that the system is wrong and uh, you are you know putting an innocent guy behind bars when he should be doing otherwise but in reality there are documentaries out there sting operations which clearly show what kind of a mess that industry is in matlab there is one nithyanand or he he founded nation without borders it's got its own currency uh, you can have an e passport he's wanted by the interpol he has 1 million followers on facebook the rationality doesn't trump superstition it never will and this will this will continue satya sai baba ka youtube pe videos hai where his sleight of hand how he would conjure a, a rolex watch out of thin air but people would believe uh, in in those thing things money laundering charges that's what he had uh, these are all billionaires right massive massive amount coming back to the dabulkar case so dabulkar as you as you uh, had mentioned he had set up an anti superstition and he has written up what was then called as anti jhadu tona bill very aptly named but in in english it roughly translates to anti superstition and black magic ordinance and he was a doctor right so it he discovered that this issue when people used to not go would not follow his advice because of their superstition in taking medicine or behaving in a particular way and that's when he came up with hey this is harmful for people and really made it his full time job to you know make it illegal and at that time he had written up this bill which was delayed multiple times in the maharashtra assembly and it wasn't passed and only a couple of weeks before his death you know he had conducted a session where where he held a press conference basically accusing prithviraj chawhan the, the the then chief minister saying that they are purposely delaying this bill and it was only a day after dabulkar's murder that the maharashtra cabinet cleared this anti superstition and black magic ordinance and But, even that was a watered down version na matlab there were many conditions oh several amendments were, so, yeah yeah after 29 odd amendments that went into it and it became an ordinance finally on 18th december 2013 those and then there was an a big investigation that happened it went from the police to nia which is national investigation agency to now cbi so because the case wasn't being handled well and now finally they are up for the verdict is going to happen uh, any time now yep 2013 we are in 2021 it takes time here it takes time it takes time well how about we move on to the india pakistan match that happened so this saturday there was india pakistan happening at the same time there was manchester liverpool happening at the same time there was uh, the el clasico madrid versus barcelona happening so talk about a imagine the amount of money that exchanged hands or that went through bets basically right crazy amount and by the way if uh, abhishek it seems that you are completely under stone right now uh, world cup t20 is going on right yes so, yes correct correct that, that that's what i i know that there are some four new teams as well oman afghanistan what which are the other two scotland uh, and namibia ah uh, there you go namibia i like that team because namibia competed in the 2003 world cup didn't they yeah by the way this tournament also had a round one which included eight teams and bangladesh and sri lanka also had to qualify for it had to qualify to play in the super 12s as such so and now the super 12 teams are going to play matches between 24th october and uh, 14th november is when i want to say india pakistan happened as a result of that pakistan handsomely beat india 
like without losing a wicket. This is after their bowlers ran amok our batsmen. They look confident. They look like a super... They are the favourites these days after the second match that they convincingly won as well. You can never say, and that is true of Pakistan even today, of what Pakistan will turn up on a given day. Yeah, which they could exactly. be the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but, but one good part on cricket is that I always have kept complaining that there are, what, 12 test-playing teams and that probably was 9 when we were in school. So, now it's 12. But now... Uh, 20 of them compete in one-day internationals, but in 2018, the ICC decided that boss uh, 92 countries can play T20 cricket and any time any of these uh, countries play, that is considered as an international. And that's where the money also is because nobody has the time. Football matches are as long as 90 minutes. At least it's three hour long, unlike uh, an eight-hour match or a five-day cricket. Between 2018 Absolutely. and 19, the, the number of T20 matches... Uh, went up by four times. And this is, I'm not counting the Big Bash League, the Sri Lankan Premier League uh, and, and the like. So, And it is further going to go up because IPL is planning to add two, two new teams. That was going to be announced soon, but they have pushed back the dates because there was additional interest that came in from significant players, BBC said. So they had put out invitation for tenders. It is called as ITT, saying that, and it is available for 10 lakh rupees. You and I could pick it up. And then they this time they put in that that the bidders they need to have net worth of at least 2500 crores. And if it is a company, then it has to have more than 3000 crores. The, the consortium cannot be more than three people because the last time they did it, remember that what Kochi Tuskers or something? Uh, there was a big consortium and there was a lot of infighting, and they, they had to dissolve the uh, the franchise. So they did not want the same thing happening. So only three people can come together to form a consortium. And one of them has to, if required, meet the entire obligation. So that is, and in, surprisingly, it is the Glazer family, the the, the family that owns uh, Manchester United has also picked up the, the tender document. This is where the money is, isn't it? Right? If you are owner Sports. of a big club. Yes, uh, Newcastle United has a big investment from Saudi Arabia now. I think they own 80% of the club. They sacked yeah. the manager. And have, and, you, and have you seen what happened to them? Now, none of the team, now they have they have been asked to prove that it is independent, that this uh-huh. these owners are independent from the Saudi government. So they are working on that. Not just that, all other teams, they have refused to have negotiations with them to transfer players amongst teams. They, they, they are not big fans of this particular transaction that has happened. That is strange, isn't it? Because Chelsea is owned by what Roman Abramovich. Russia. I, yeah, Russia. Yeah. Russia doesn't have great human rights uh, history. Then you've got Qatar, which is going to host the World Cup. You've got at least uh, a city. City is also owned by Abu Dhabi, which is not a role model in uh, human rights by any stretch of imagination. So I don't know. Be careful. I think Saudi is next level. Mota moti, you are right. Koi, you know, pap, kya bolte ka dhula nahi hai. But there are degrees of grey, I think, or degrees, shades of grey. Oh, Glazer. I didn't know about Glazer entering cricket. So, maybe next next up is Kabaddi, which is, I think, next month. Eighth edition of the Kabaddi Premier League will start, which is again a big one in India. Which is a now. big one. I love what is happening to sports in India. Soccer needs to get a lot more attention. There is, by the way, a same thing happening with tennis. There is a tennis Premier League. 
So let's see who wins. Whether Pakistan, I have a, I have a feeling that Pakistan may win this particular T20. And that will be big, good for the game, man. They will, uh, hopefully there'll be a little more money in Pakistan cricket if they win something big. And maybe sponsors. Yes. Maybe someday when they get their politics right, countries might come and visit Pakistan. Yeah, I mean, don't don't hold your breath on it. We completely missed covering what has happened in Afghanistan, and. Afghanistan is has been completely taken over by Taliban. The people who were responsible for terrorist attacks, they are now like deputy prime minister, prime yeah, minister man. of an Seriously. entire country. And yes. like yes. India sent over, by the way, India sent over a humanitarian package, discussed a humanitarian package providing tons of wheat with a Taliban leader who is now the deputy prime minister there. All the other countries have been forced to deal with them now. Because one country decided to join, say that, hey, you know, let's make a deal. This was a business deal that, that was cut. It's like, don't, you know, don't attack us and we'll, we'll let, we will leave. You know what happened about there is so, so many Hollywood movies. We don't negotiate with terrorists, not just Hollywood. I mean, we have this, politicians have said this out loud. Mm. Including and, Tropic Thunder, which I saw the other day when Tom Cruise says we don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Oh my God! Can you imagine the the life the lifestyle change that must have happened, especially for uh, how it is impacting young girls' education, uh, women in their profession? Air Afghanistan, by the way, uh, who who in their modernization bit they had invited mm. women to participate. Now they had a crew of six air hostesses, and they are in hiding right now. They don't know where they are. No new citizenship oaths, etc., are happening in Canada right now. Because they are busy with handling refugees from Afghanistan. In all this chaos, in all this chaos that is happening all over the world, people in India are finding new ways to come up with businesses to support a little bit of love. Uh, which wasn't the case when back about 15 years ago, when even today for that matter, you, you have people in gardens, lanes, uh, bandstand in Mumbai, traffic junctions, parking lots where the girl and the boy will, either way, they don't always make out, but they are there because... They don't have any other place Spending to do a private moment together. Let's just say yes. it, can, it can range in terms of relationships, but just getting some private time. Correct. So now you don't have to stand there. Apparently you've got micro stay hotels where micro stay hotels, micro, micro stay hotels. Yes. Bolito by the hour, by the hour in and out uh, by the hour. In no pun intended. <laughs> so three hours to 12 hours. You can book 1,500 or whatever, depending on four-star, three-star hotel. And there is something in it for both the couple as well as the hotel because you can churn the same room twice or thrice in 24 hours, which would other, otherwise have you know, gone vacant. There is this market that is fledgling, but it's, it's improving, yeah. There was a need to spend time together only for, a, only for a few hours. There is a supply. On the supply side, they had a place but couldn't did not really have the business model. We knew this. How is this being culturally taken? It they and are they really known as love hotels in Japan? They are known as love hotels. What about in India? No, they don't. They are regular hotels which allow themselves to be listed on these apps called Stay Uncle, Me Stay, Brevi Stay. They don't call them love hotels. In fact, you could be a uh, you've got a morning meeting, but you don't want to stay in a hotel. You want to quickly freshen up, so you can indeed stay in a three-hour yep. hotel. So, multiple utilities, hai, but uh, there are some like Stay, uh, Stay Uncle, who they provide a love kit with condoms, lube, blindfold, chocolates, mint, sanitizers. 
So they don't make any call. They don't have any in problem room, calling it? them. In the yeah, room, yeah. it is there. In the room, uh, it is there. Just like Oyo will provide you with the shampoo and a few right. other, uh, you know, things. So yeah, they are, they are also looking at uh, convincing hotels to soundproof their rooms. And then hotels are also very, you know, happy because once one one hotel uh, was talking about how they have what they call silent floors, where the staff will not. you know disturb you all for ac you. maintenance and all that yeah 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 how how long before this these services get attacked by the right wing uh, members and be shut down i think that time is gone uh, i don't see that happening because it in 2000 this has been around since 2016 when uh, you had to convince hotel owners to come on board these apps but now these apps are getting enquiries every day let's hope this continues but it again it seems very purpose driven i totally agree with the use case that you mentioned about the traveling salesman needing some time before before meeting and and things like that but where do you draw the line if the if 90% of the bookings are only happening for a particular just to have sex right then it's okay right so as long as it is a consensual relationship uh, you need place uh, you you just go and get on with it in a, in a hotel room in fact boss there are joint families it's got nothing to do with the story but joint families who leave a newly married couple at home on a weekend and they all step out so that the two of them can have some time together because space is such a big constraint in india Absolutely. and these hotels are allowing i mean are, are meeting that unmet need as you said yeah there is a there is a very legitimate uh, le- legitimate segment for these sort of services so this is like hotel decent <laughs> yes exactly Well, those were the topics that we had for our podcast for this episode number two hundred and thirty-two. It has been a long one. We went all over the place. Come back for the next one whenever we release it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hesitant of saying next week, Abhishek. We need to get better. So Abhishek has said that he is going to give me two thousand dollars, two thousand not dollars, two thousand rupees worth of Bitcoin. if either of us cancel on each other for whatever reasons uh, unless it's medical or anything like that no more excuses we have to stick to our weekly schedule we also got an email about it from one of our listeners that's about it if you want to listen to and follow our our podcast follow our podcast in either apple podcast spotify uh, or google podcasts or any other uh, app that you want you can also log on to www.theindicast.com to listen online in the in the browser itself i am available at ac bhatre on twitter abhishek is at abhishek kumar and indicast of course is at indicast that's about it bye 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 bye